let's let's just try and call her one more time. <laughs> together. <laughs> together as a Pixels Weekly family. Who are we calling? Tiffany. Her name is <laughs> Tiffany. Oh, is this your lady? No, this is a lady who is Oh. This is great. Hello, is this Tiffany? Yes. Hey, Tiffany, this is Ryan. Are you picking up an Amazon Now order for me? I do have it. I haven't uh, left yet, though. Yeah, is, I don't know how to... Is there any way for me to cancel that order, or I just need to return it? Yeah, uh, I actually have one of the managers here right now. Hold on one second, okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Will Ryan Quintal be able to cancel his router order? (laughs) Oh boy. The answer right after this. Hello? Hi, this is Jonathan with Amazon. Hey, man. I wanted to cancel your one hour order completely? Yeah, I got to cancel it. Uh, It turns out it was a DNS issue on my side. Okay, no worries. I can cancel it for you. Okay. That's what I do on Sundays. I like to take orders and just cancel them, you know? Just like to be very annoying. They're so nice, though. That's weird. Mm, it's that just like funny. a guy telling me, "Okay." It's not like here's a confirmation number. It's no, it's Amazon. Amazon's like, "Yeah, sure. You want to yeah. cancel? We'll do it. Yeah, what no you, problem. What do you want? Yeah, but put that on me. I actually need a router, so I'll I'll just keep them. You know, I'll just keep them on. <laughs> I just you just ordered one from me. That's perfect. That's it. You just keep it like that. It's okay. I don't need to send you a confirmation number. I didn't confirm anything. There's no router. There's no router. <laughs> There's no router. <laughs> There's no router. <laughs> what router are you talking about? What what order? What order? What day is it? What? Where are we? I'm Ryan. This is definitely the real me. I'm Sandy. I'm <laughs> 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 This is what Pixels is Weekly. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. How do you... <laughs> Download me Tomo. Yeah, I can. Then you'll, you'll know. Oh, you'll know. <laughs> this one. Okay. That was fun. <laughs> I like it. We're, we're adults, Can you guys. just stop can talking totally and use a robot to talk for yes, you, please? Yes, I will not be speaking anymore. I'm going to have my robo... I'm going to have my ro- robo representative. My robo. <laughs> how's, how's it going? How's everybody's week? It's been amazing. Amazing? It's been fun. Yeah, we had coffee together. Mm-hmm. On West 3rd. Wow, so far away. I wish I could have been You know. There. Yeah, those coffee places you don't want to leave. You're actually happy to be in line <laughs> with like planters on the wall, and yeah. everything is clean. Yeah, I was the happy to be in line. Rude, I was like, take my order. <laughs> the waitress is waitress is rude, but you're happy about it. Is it one of those places where like ordering is a really abstract process? Where like you get up to the counter and it's kind of just like a lady behind an iPad who's just looking at you. Yep. 
And you're like, do you make it? Do you, do you make the coffee? Or you, yep. does someone else make it? That's what it was. And then someone coming up from the stairs, like from the basement, comes up, makes it, and leaves. <laughs> and then they're all like, that's that Rick. Do you want Rick to make your coffee? I like, I like, I like Johnny. I like when Johnny makes it. I like it. Johnny make my coffee. All right, well, that's going to be an upcharge. I had a flat white. I had a coffee with you. But yeah, I, oh, yeah. I do order no, I a always. chai latte all the time. What is a flat white? Milk? It's just milk in a cup? <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's no like coffee. a crazy Australian drink. Could I get the most delicious thing um, ever. just half a teaspoon of sugar and some almond milk in <laughs> a big, 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 big flask and hold a coffee bean <laughs> three feet above the cup and just let it splash in and foam on top after it's You're the, you're the person I hate. <laughs> It, it, can I get it like to 200 degrees exactly and throughout? I have this little stick and it does the measurement for me. So it needs to, you probably need to get to like 202. So by the time I'm able to check the temperature, it's at 200 exactly. And the worst part is that she's not even, even going to drink that. It's going to be her skin look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so gross. <laughs> I don't like that. Sad part. <laughs> I use that for my skin Ugh. after a long day of sun, like pre-tan kind of thing, oh. after a rough winter. <laughs> By the way, for the audience at home, DIY. this is Pixels Weekly, our <laughs> video game podcast. Are we? Uh, I forget. I but we, we did talk about video games. So guys, what do we actually have for HodgePodge this week? I don't have anything news related. I just did a, I went to a lot of events at the NYU Game Center this Past week, I went to both oh, broadcasting cool. with Yannick, and that was a lot of fun. And yesterday, I went to the Spring Fighter tournament there, and that was also a lot of fun. I got to meet Ricky Ortiz, who's a legend in the fighting game community. Seth Killian was there. And of course, in my usual manner, I just pointed at someone and started talking to them and then just walked away. So I did that a lot. Holy cow. <laughs> that's my uh, my mo that's why i always need a partner because i'm just like hey how are you doing let's talk video games let's talk about all this amazing stuff so you and then went I just to, leave. it was a fighting tournament you were at yeah um uh, i wasn't actually participating i was just spectating because these guys they practice all the time and they're super serious and the guy's and... name seth killian it sounds like a marvel bad guy <laughs> he's not a marvel bad guy he actually did work for capcom and he's huge in the fighting game community. He's he's one of the guys that founded Evo, which is the big fighting game community tournament. Mm. He works for Riot now. And it's a lot of it was a lot of fun just going down memory lane and talking about arcades in New York City, arcades in California, how that whole scene started coming, how it's changed and evolved, and what they want to see next. So it was a it was a nice talk. And cool. I'm like She's just as old as I am, so yay. <laughs> <laughs> you look great. <laughs> <laughs> Moisturizing. So you, so you made a talk between the tournament, like in between. Tell us a little about, I want to hear more about, yeah, what he talked about, what he, what he actually think, what he brought to the table. So the big thing with Ricky is that Ricky is a North California player, and North California has a really aggressive scene for fighting games, especially Street Fighter. They just had their NorCal Regionals a few weeks ago, and that was a huge, big deal also. And 
he pretty much went through the discussion of having to start playing a game, learning how to play a game in an arcade, waiting in line, hearing different people say, you got to beat this person because he's the best. And then when you go to another arcade, you have to beat that person because that person's the best and kind of learning that way. Mm. And the one thing that I found really interesting was Ricky, when she was younger, was being mentored by people in these arcades. And she also came to New York City to learn our different style here. And the big thing that the fighting game community does is they help each other out because they don't just want to stomp on a player. They don't want to beat you 2-0 just for fun. They want to know... This is why I beat you. This is what you can do to counter. And that's what you have to do to get better. Because if you get better, they get better. And everyone's being forced to play at a higher level. And that's not something that you see with other competitive games. Like your StarCrafts and your MOBAs. If you play a game of League of Legends, if you're not good, they're telling you to uninstall the game. They're bashing you they're like you noob you suck it out and it's like all right i want to play the game let me play the game which is so but... stupid right because everybody starts somewhere <laughs> right yeah er- so if everyone somewhere. uninstalled the game you'd have no one to play with friend and the, even getting like five people to play that game is really hard so it's just a sense of community that they've built and the camaraderie and everyone that came up in this scene they're now in their early 30s they're all friends Everybody knows everybody. When I was in there, the guy recognized me from the event I went to last week. And I was like, oh, yeah, you won. Congrats. And he's like, thanks. You know, I can't wait to do this again and see you around. And I'm just meeting people and talking to people. And they're like, we're so glad you're here. Granted, there were like four other women in there. So <laughs> I'm pretty easy to spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably fairly popular. I'm the most popular person ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking to people, and the only thing I was missing was candy. Here, have some candy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a thing I do. I usually have candy all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. I've experienced but, it now. You sent me very delicious Hawaiian cotton candy. That was lovely. So Thank good. you so much. How was the competition? Was it looked like something competitive out there yeah it's super overall it's super fast really quick and you see the same people over and over but you see everyone growing and changing and their styles are getting better they're getting more aggressive so it's really mm. it's a lot of fun seeing these younger guys develop those skills and they're being taught by older more Verse players on how to play the game and what they need to do to get better. So, because like the professional really cool. fighting game community has sort of a age and wisdom about it that that the say you know MOBA community is yet to develop in terms of a little bit more. It's it yeah, it just feels older and a little bit more confident. Seth Killian said something where he didn't want this to die, which is what inspired him to create his own game, and that's why he got bought out from Riot. So maybe Riot will have a fighting game soon. I heard about this. Oh, man. Can you yeah. imagine a, a, a fighting game with League of Legends people in it? Just new characters in it all the time, free to play? That would be yeah, a so huge fun. game. Talk about... That's the blizzard of fighting games, right? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, for people who are in the audience who are not really aware, just like me, who really Seth Killian, Seth Killian is really, uh, I'm looking at the trivia of his biography, and the first line reads, Street Fighter IV's boss character Seth is named after him. So there you have it. You you know, that puts stuff in perspective, knowing that the guy is something in the fighting games community. <laughs> He has a boss character <laughs> named And designed after him. I don't know if it's designed That's after cool. him, but at least named. What is he? Yeah, do, what is he from? Like, what did he do before he was bought? <laughs> Whatever that means. No, he's a community manager, really advocating for the community. That's that's what all he did. He's like, I want more people to get involved. I want more people to be a part of the scene. And he's a behind the scenes kind of guy, helping things mm. roll, yeah, he's, he's, getting uh, competitions in the americas inspiring people to have local sessions local tournaments it was it was that at capcom yeah before that lead game designer at sony's santa monica studio so sony santa monica is like a very important game development studio for sony they're responsible for um god of war they're responsible for oh, yeah. flower I think they did the latest installment of Twisted Metal years and years ago, but they also did a fighting game for Sony that was like Sony Super Smash Brothers, which is uh, PlayStation All-Stars. Um, they do a lot, I a totally lot of stuff. I totally forgot about that game. Fat Princess is also a popular one. Um, I think they either were involved with or published Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and The Order 1886. So, And uh, they did something with Journey. I don't know if they were the developers of Journey, but... Uh, so many so many good good games and we don't know exactly what they're working on right now but uh, i'm sure it'll be great super awesome well my hodgepodge for the week is just this clip because i really loved it and it was this moment of honesty no matter how i feel about batman versus superman i have a new respect for the actor that plays superman henry cavill or cavill i never know how to say his name And I'll insert good audio for the listeners, but this is what uh, he said when it came to answering the call of being Superman from Zack Snyder on Conan. The first time you got the call that you could play Superman, what was your reaction? Uh, well, the first time I got the call, I actually missed it. I was, <laughs> I was playing World of Warcraft at the time, and I had my priorities straight. <laughs> You were home. It's not like you weren't home. You were home, but you were playing oh. World of Warcraft, and the phone rings, and you're like, I'll get that later? I'll get, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll get that later. And I was playing, uh, it was an important part of a particular dungeon that I was going through. And, and it's cool now that I'm Superman. Yeah. And, uh, and then I looked across at the last moment, and I saw Zack Snyder's name on the phone, so I grabbed the phone and then missed it. Right. And uh, so I called him back immediately and said, I'm really sorry, I was... Saving someone's life. And <laughs> I missed your call. Which is what I do all yeah. the time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then you gave me the news. So you were forget yeah, you were forgiven. I was. Yeah, that's good. Man, that makes me like Henry Cavill a lot. <laughs> and haven't we yeah. all been there in the middle of an important dungeon when uh, maybe work is calling or life is calling and uh, <laughs> you just have to <laughs> you just have to say, Not right now, life. I am busy casting spells and, and and getting cookies mallet <laughs> in the dead <laughs> mines. I need to I need to heal. I need to heal. Mm -hmm. For my hodgepodge this week, I've had a, a blast with Sandy. Sandy, you talked about it a little bit in, in the beginning of, of the podcast. And I hope we can make it a more larger discussion 
um, on a later podcast, maybe in the, in the next few weeks. Um, we went and talked to, um, we went to a presentation by Brooke Von Dusen, who is the director of uh, the new program that Twitch launched two and a half years ago, two, uh, two and a half weeks ago. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, at, that is not uh, very <laughs> new. <happened> years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at GDC, uh, it's called the Twitch Developer Success, and it's an initiative launched by Twitch to go ahead and help um, just have a point of access for game designers, whoever they are, independent or AAAs, um, to reach out to Twitch and make sure that their games um, have a more like thought-through game towards broadcasting it and towards streaming it and towards having uh, chatters interacting with it. This talk was really interesting. It was more targeted toward game designers. It was at the same place than the Spring Fighter, actually, at the NYU, New York University Game Center. And um, there was a lot of high school kids, a lot of like game designer, um, game design students, I guess. Um, and uh, I, I want also to have uh, Sandy give a little word on it, even though it's my hodgepodge. And we had um, it's it's it was a lot of great insight from what broadcasting is, from what those new jobs are becoming. Um, it's really becoming entertainers and really having them having their content outstand and be different from other streamers. And he gave a really a, a lot of good advice to game designers on how to build what core features your game should have. You want it to have a potential to be streamed and broadcasted. And as of today, I feel like a lot of game design, like game designers cannot go and skip that aspect of gaming, which brought to another level when it's being streamed and enjoyed by people watching more than the person playing it. And he goes and he goes alongside with esports. He mentioned esports a lot. That goes when he, even if he's from Twitch, he didn't really talk about only seeing the interest of his company, like trying to educate as much as he can uh, game designers to work on games that they want to have promoted on Twitch and integrated with. So, with that being said, you will ask me, but how can a game? Um, how can a game be a more integrated? It's, it, experience with twitch and stuff like that i took notes there was, i mean I'm, I'm not the kind of guy who take notes but there was a lot of good things to sum up from it and um there was always great great uh great advice and maybe our listeners who were here and always interested about streaming but they don't really know where to start there is a need for the content creator the broadcaster whether you know in the, f the first one would be like creating youtube videos for example um is what is going to make us watch you instead of others? Uh, we talked to Brooke Von Dusen at the end of the show. He really, he was a nice guy, really awesome dude. You can check him out on Twitter. You can find him easily. Really a nice experience that we had over there. Um, Eye-opening. And we hope uh, we reach out to him and we hope we can have him on the show on a later date, try to have a, a more in-depth conversation about what is Twitch developer success and how it impacts game design. And we can open the discussion onto game design. That's great. It's really interesting because Twitch's, Brooke's point of view and Twitch's point of view is how do we make the games more broadcasting friendly? And how do we get streamers to, one, want to play the game, to interact with their audience because we all know the twitch community is super when they like you they like you when they don't like you they don't like you and when they want to interact they really really want to interact with you some way and what twitch is right now he mentioned was kind of ugly with the overlays and twitch chat and 
random noises. But it, it's really interesting having such a large community and company coming and going. We want to influence games for the content creators. And it'd be interesting seeing if the game industry goes towards a stream first mentality instead of what they're doing right now. Like, is every, ga- is every game going to play well to this? Does it work for streaming? Or are we going to keep doing what we're doing? Yeah, not, not a huge surprise that Twitch's vested interest should be, here's how you make your game really great with Twitch. You can't sort of blame them for taking that position on it. We had this discussion last week about... Let's Plays and uh, the good stuff and the bad stuff about them. But uh, the more I think about it, Idle Weekend, um, which is another podcast from the Idle Thumbs Network, is a really great show. And they, they had a similar discussion this week. And the more I think about it, I, the more sour I become to the catering to the streaming audience. And I think it's it's mostly due to the fact that while people like it and there's a demand for it, we've become sort of programmed in a way as video game consumers that this is what we deserve to have or this is what we have in terms of how we consume this. No one would expect to log on to YouTube and watch someone watching a movie, you know? <laughs> and and things like that exist, like Mystery Science Theater 3000, but that's like old movies that people aren't really watching anymore, and they're doing comedy on top of it, and some of these streams do comedy, but a lot of times, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 is, MST3K, is not really at risk of somebody not buying a game or... Decide or ruining a well-known secret about something. You know, they're doing movies that are 10 years old or more, and in some cases, 30 or 40 years old. Whereas, Alan, you know, Quantum Break comes out on Tuesday, and I can just, on Tuesday, at midnight, or before, because advanced copies are sent to a lot of streamers because people want press, I can just go watch that whole story play out and then be like, ah, there we go. Done. I don't have to buy it. I don't have to play it. I can, you know, if it's a matter of fitting in, um, which is a topic we can get to later, I don't have to, uh, I can talk intelligently about it without having to have really handed out that money. And so I don't know that the more I process catering to Twitch streamers, the less I like it. It's an interesting question and it's an interesting topic. I mentioned that to Brooke actually after his talk. I, I asked him what he thinks about all those storyline-based games that are being broadcasted on his platform and they are um, they are what did he think about the fact that they are kind of like spoiled for people that are I mean, it's it's in front of them. It's on social media. It's everywhere. Um, they look like let's plays on official IGN articles or stuff like that. But they're not. It's people. You know, you take it as it is, live where it is in the progression, and you, but you and you get yourself spoiled. So some people will tell me, uh, but yeah, but you should just not watch it. But sometimes I go on Twitch. I don't watch it for the game. I watch it for the streamer that I like and appreciate, and I like to interact with them and the people that are hanging out in chat. Um, 
it didn't to be honest it didn't give me a, a concrete answer so maybe you know we can you know we can pass on that it didn't really answer the question kind of like put it out but my my question to him was more uh, oriented towards um the fact that i'm wondering if it's gonna by doing that is gonna cannibalize pushing game devs to create twitch friendly games isn't he gonna cannibalize certain genre of games that are just not made for broadcasting that are made to dive in alone into a, like a storyline and stuff like that yeah, a, you know a twitch proof um, game <laughs> Twitch proof game, and then, <laughs> or maybe will it force storyline based games to have those kind of mechanics that we see more and more today, like The Witcher Three, like Until Dawn, where all the dishes decisions you make are affecting the story, but they will have to affect it even more so because you might have seen it in a broadcast, and now you have your own game to play, and you want to make different decisions. And even though those decisions will be influenced by the fact that, oh, the streamer did that, I'm not going to do the same. So I was kind of like asking him if, if he wasn't afraid that some, obviously on a long-term perspective, it's nothing we should be worried about in the next five years. But if Twitch and if streaming becomes a big part of gaming, isn't it going to make some game types uh, completely disappear or be irrelevant? And people don't want to play it, or and I think that's the con- game that's companies the concern, don't want to market right? it. Some of my favorite yeah. games are Gone Home or Firewatch, and these are experiences. They're short and they're story based, and they don't necessarily make for good streams. If people like that dragon cancer developer say, "Well, it's not commercially viable for me to create that type of product," we are going to be missing out on a sense. And the video game community seems to be a at times a toxic combination of very demanding but then not understanding that they get what they deserve in terms of where they put their money and attention and time right i think it's it's super it's such a weird place that we're in game companies like blizzard and ubisoft i don't think there's no way in hell chris metzen will be like oh yeah i'm not gonna concentrate on storyline just so i can have a game for longevity i don't think that's something that's going to happen all the blizzard games are driven with story with characters that you build and you have a rapport with and you love you play heroes of the storm you know uther you know jim rayner you know artanis these are characters that because of the story you know and you love them and you want to be a part of them and when Yannick posed the question to him, what he said that was really interesting, he's like, well, the games have to have replay value. Not every really great game has to have some sort of replay, replay value. It's just got to be satisfying to play. Like, I played this game. It was great. I don't think I can play Journey again. It was a great game. It was beautiful. Don't spoil it for it messed me up. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking it very slow with Journey. I'm really enjoying it bit by bit. Yeah, that, that's exactly how I played Journey. And it's just, it was such a deep game. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I know. I can't play it uh, again. If, if anybody hasn't played Journey yet, you can buy it remastered on PS4. Go play Journey. It's cheap. It's like two hours start to finish or whatever. And man, what a game. That, that, that was one of the games that changed the way I thought about games. Mm. Kind of like one of those games. I won't replay The Witness, but so great right i'm still i'm still 
like I played it last week. Oh, I'm I'm still not done with that thing. But every time, my brain, you know, I've heard great things. I've heard one thing about the way my brain processes witness, and I don't know who mentioned that to me. But whenever I go back to it and I solve a puzzle, I was like, why am like why did I get stuck on a on a on a puzzle two hours and then in five minutes back into it the other the next day I'm able to solve it. And some people told me it's like, well, apparently your subconscious works on the puzzle, yeah. even if you don't play. Yeah, that's true. And uh, it's really interesting. There's a great book. Um, yeah. You guys should check it out. It's called Incognito by a neuroscientist named David Eagleman, and he talks about um, the things that our brains do consciously and subconsciously. And one of the exercises is they give a rat a maze to get to cheese or food, you know, whatever they give rats these days. And it's pizza. It's always it's pizza. pizza. <laughs> and they measure its brain activity as it goes through the maze and tries to solve the problem. And it has, they make the rat do this a bunch of times in the day. And then when the rat sleeps, they measure the brain activity while he's sleeping. And what they find is that the rat's brain is doing the maze thousands of times in his sleep in fast forward over and over and over and over again because even when we're sleeping that's the time i mean how how often have you stayed up late tried to cram and study it's garbage and then kind of the next day when you wake up it's clicking for you for some reason because we need to say okay body shut down brain you go work this problem out and recharge me and then i'll be back and more equipped yep. to do something. And so that's, that's interesting to hear that that's applied to you with the witness. That, that makes a lot of sense. Sunday has a good effect on us. Saturdays are, are good, but Sunday are special. <laughs> All right, guys, before we get into this week's editorial, I want to read... It's time for me to ruin the show. It's time for me to ruin the show. I like how it's it's Yannick's time to ruin the show. It's time to ruin the show. That hurts. Wonder Woman, it's Sword so and Shield. I, I actually, I will say that out of the Batman and Superman movie, I would like to see a Wonder Woman movie. So, which they're going to do? I'm right? super excited. All right, part God, three that. of winning your, twenty dollars. That. that means Talk if you, you listen to this episode and you listen to the past two, you're going to get this twenty bucks if you redeem the whole code, which you can find part one and part two in episode four and five of Pixels Weekly. And if no one's redeemed the code by episode seven, we'll just read the whole thing. <laughs> And if you and if you listen to the past six, I give you my friendship. Mm. <laughs> I love it. If you do that in if a day, if you want to be our friend, write Pixels in Weekly at Marathon. <laughs> we will be your friend. We will say it out loud, or at least on Twitter. All right, part three of the code. I hope you worked on your. I hope you worked on the animal name because today's theme is animals. Mm. Okay. Ooh. Okay. The code is 522-WEXLEY4. That's W. That was only one That's letter. That's not an animal. I didn't even have time to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an animal? He looked at me and was like, oh. Is that what your problem is? He saw a W and was like, he saw a W was like okay, okay, I got it. 522-WALRUS4. 
522 Thank W4. You. A walrus is an animal. Part three of three. So now you have yourself $20 of Steam, first listener who downloads the show and listens to it and has been writing down and following with the codes. I know you have. I've seen you on Twitter. Oh. Before we get on Thank to you. editorial two, I want to Not do yeah. our plugs because we usually do them at the end of the show. I want to start moving them to earlier in the show. You can listen to every episode for free at pixelsweekly.com. Reviewing the show on iTunes is the best thing you can do. We need to get to so many so that our reviews start showing up in the store. So please, guys, go to iTunes. Give us some stars. It doesn't have to be five. We'd really like it to be. Guys, how many stars would you give this show? Yeah, even if you give one star, that's one star that goes into my heart. (laughs) (laughs) But don't give one star. Um, Give five. Do you like five? If I could, I'd give us ten. Mm. Well, we'll need it if everybody that good. gives us one star. Ten like out of five. Said to do. Ten out of five. Create two accounts and put two reviews. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and stuff that we haven't talked about in a while, you can actually write into the show, ask us a question, or yell at us at pixelsweekly.com. There's a contact page. Um, and you can get to all of us on Twitter. I'm at Ryan Quintel. Sandy, you're at CGBS Rule. S right? Rule. And Yannick mm-hmm. is at Yan, Y A N N underscore Guillemot. Figure that out. <laughs> Figure that out. No, no, it's like, uh, well, it's like Eve Guillemot, right? It's G U I L L E. Yeah, it's like the Ubisoft guy. Yeah, if you don't know about my name, just Google director of Ubisoft. Double L, there's a U, there's <laughs> I's and E's, and an M and O and a T. Okay, so today's editorial, guys, is all about gaming obligations which is for people who are listening a gaming obligation is games that you've bought that you haven't played or games that you started playing and haven't gotten back to or everybody making a big deal about a game and you feeling like oh i'm just not feeling it for some reason or your friend saying hey you should check out this game you'll really love it and you really kind of don't what are some obligations you guys feel as gamers? Nobody tells me what to do. So. <laughs> yeah. No one's. Don't no, tell me. <laughs> you guys don't tell me what to do. <laughs> don't tell me what. To do. Nobody tells me what to do. Hey, Yannick no. tries. He's like, Sandy, download the division. And what did I do? I did not download oh, the division. Although you said, download what did you do? <laughs> I didn't do that. What did you do? <laughs> and this is where we can start a conversation. What did you do though? Because you told us on episode three or four, I can't remember now. You went and talked to other people that told you not to, mm-hmm. and so you felt comfortable <laughs> not to do it. What if no, those people no, no. said, they told yes, me. So yes, do this it. was actually, I talked to Ryan's brother, Curtis, and I told him I wanted to get Prince Don't mention his zombies. name on this show. <laughs> he doesn't get free plugs. And, he doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> and he said, well, if you really like Plants vs. Zombies, that's probably a better game for you. And I'm like, I do really like Plants vs. Zombies. And then I talked to my brother, Brian, and he's like, yeah, Sandy, the division isn't for you. He's like, I know you. My brother knows me. If anybody knows me, it's my brother. And he's like, you'll get bored and then you'll get angry and then you'll hate me. And I can't deal with that. So just (laughs) don't do it. And I'm like, okay, thanks. But you felt obligated to ask, is I think Yannick's point, right? You felt like you needed to do more research. Uh, not really. I mean, it you just jerk. came into the conversation. <laughs> because really. everyone at the office... I'm just not going to talk about the topic of the week. 
everyone was trying to convince me like everybody worked with they're like sandy did you do it and i'm like eh, maybe maybe not you gotta wait and they're like sandy did you do it and i'm like mm, i don't know gotta i wait. think maybe sandy's gaming obligations is to buck expectations and to not go along <laughs> with the mainstream she's like i'm gonna buy poken what what yeah i have poken i bought poken you like it i, I love it mm-hmm. i'll tell you guys a gaming obligation game. for me right now in terms of back catalog i am playing the division i got to level 30 i finally got to the end game i it, that is actually making me happy because i feel like i can get past it now but you are someone i want to Go back and start playing Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's not called Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider. It's just called Tomb Raider. <laughs> Tomb Raider, Rise of the Lara Croft. Um, but, Tomb Raider Square. But Quantum Break, which I have pre-ordered, and we could have a whole... Oh, I'm so excited yeah, for I'm that. I'm super excited for Quantum Break, and the reviews have been good. And so I know that's coming out Tuesday, and it's going to be even more time with poor Lara on the shelf and i want to be able to say i'm sorry it's not that i dislike you laura but (laughs) it's not you it's me um i'm not making enough time and i obviously want to play the new stuff that people are talking about it's exciting and that that might even be another obligation why do i feel like i need to play the things that people are talking about yeah that's interesting i usually there's there's some things that we always have mad hype for Anything Nintendo, it's like, oh my god, we have to have it. And that's that's where my Well, they're easy because they come lies. up with like two games a year. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's not it's not too crazy. It's like, oh my god, I need to get the new Animal Crossing. Uh but people were really excited for Fire Emblem Fates and all these storylines, and I was like, eh, uh, you'd be excited. I'll play Plants vs. Zombies instead. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Yeah, Nick, what kind of gaming obligations do you feel? What sort of... Do you ever feel the pressure? I do. Really a lot. I do a lot. Because I'm not the kind of guy who um, will like to play alone that much. Or at least... My history of gamer has had a, a break. And I've... And, uh, in, in like the teenage phase where I was traveling and finishing my studies and everything. I, don't, I didn't even have a console at that point. And probably like... Um, since like for for like since two years ago i guess i really you know i got my ps4 and i really got back into gaming and i started with a when you know i i think when i really started like getting into into the next level was with destiny but destiny was a game that i really just got sold on because of my friends because of my colleagues because of people telling me from left and right and i was like did i miss out on anything because i wasn't really looking at news i wasn't you know browsing through polygon i wasn't you know e3 i wasn't really you know paying attention to it neither i was watching a couple of let's plays of some kid here and there um but i wasn't really getting myself you know putting a lot of time and investment of on seeing oh what could be the next game you know i had fifa and then i was good and i was kind of casual about gaming for like even when i got that ps4 it's kind of casual fifa but you know playing a good amount and um and then and then destiny came out and i didn't pay attention didn't even worry about anything alpha beta but through the summer not really listen like hearing anything about it um, I heard he was that kind of like new franchise, you know, when the new franchise comes, I was like, ooh, what is that? Everybody was like intrigued, can't wait, can't wait to see what it's about. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And myself, I didn't even know about his release date. And October hits and people are really liking it after two months. Um, starting to complete the raid, but it's really new. It's really refreshing. And I'm like, okay, I mean, what, whatever you say, guys, I'm going to pick it up. And indeed, I mean, I, I, you know, it was what I liked. It was, it was what I liked. It was how I felt back. And I felt a lot of similarities, not into the game, but in the way I felt playing Destiny, just like the way I played World of Warcraft. It was something new, something that came out of nowhere that hit me like a truck and, you know, get me, get me hooked for a lot of hours. Um, I have to double check my playtime actually right now. I still play it. Even though the the drought, we have an update coming up. We're going to talk about it next week on the show. And I'm going to force you guys to listen to me when I do it. Um, but this thing, yeah, I, I find myself obligated. There is, a lot of, there is a lot of influences that you are surrounded by those days. It's really hard, even subconsciously, to not pay attention to, to you know, to just have your own thoughts and your own needs you i get influenced a lot by what's around what people tell me what are the news saying now we just said it we just mentioned it what are streamers saying you know what are youtube videos saying and everything um i probably would have never been interested by dark source 3 if i if i was only listening to myself but playing bloodborne and hearing people and you know myself double checking on on dark source 3 and looking at what the gameplay is, now I'm gonna get into Dark Souls Three, and I'm super hyped about it. Um, but it's not my own and only decision. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, can you go to wastedondestiny.com and find out how many hours you've played Destiny? Oh yeah, because <laughs> I, I went, I went on that site already. And uh, oh boy, for my for my account. Yeah, you did it for my account. I did. I did it for my account. I don't know if. Well, the first one has. 6,765 hours. That's the top person, that's, yeah. That's the top Woo! person. I don't even know that guy. Ooh, you did it. I did uh, 620... What? What? 626 hours. Wow! 626 what? hours? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's three weeks, five days, two hours, 59 minutes, and 44 seconds. Oh, my God. So the top person... The top person at six thousand has click spent on it. nine straight months of condensed time playing Destiny, and the game is only <laughs> the game is not even two years old. <laughs> it's, uh, oh my god! He must he must keep it on. It's not possible. Let's face it; it's not possible. He must keep the or, thing or on. Or he plays for just four or five hours a night, like consistently. But that's not even do. Yeah, maybe every night. I yeah. wonder how many copies of Destiny were sold. Out of this sense of gamer obligation. And Sandy, I think you tapped yeah. into a different type of obligation. I mean, here you are saying, oh, I didn't, I don't feel the hype or whatever, but you do feel compelled to say, collect Amiibo. Yeah. I was about to mention it. I was about to mention it. It was like, for her, it's not video games, it's Amiibos. <laughs> it's, and, and no, I, I think for me, it's a little bit different. It's more of um, paraphernalia and collectibles and if i really like the story and i am really into it then i want to immerse my life into Mm. it and to the point where it's obscene it my room looks ridiculous i have no space for anything but i continue purchasing things anyways and now i'm bringing them to my office sandy's house (laughs) yannick and i 
call her a hoarder. <laughs> make her sell everything. No, never. It is really interesting. Like one of my favorite games is Animal Crossing. I love Animal Crossing. I mm-hmm. love everything. I love Tom Nook. I love KK Slider. I know he's the ultimate villain, Tom Nook. <laughs> I don't know but... what you're talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Uh, I guess a guy from Animal Crossing. Yeah, okay. I, I've got the plushies that you guys have seen. I have the little nooklings also of Isabel. I have the game that I bought, um, Amiibo Festival for Animal Crossing. I played it once, and but I have all the Amiibos. I have that game because I had to have it. That was something that I had to have. And so what, I guess, you've essentially chosen, rather than a console or a game company, you've kind of chosen a brand or, or a series that you are undyingly loyal to if there's a new Animal Crossing game, even if it's called Animal Crossing Poops and Farts. Like, you're going to be like, I can't wait for it! To poop and fart! <laughs> it's going to be amazing! That is, that's pretty much exactly how it goes and animal crossing here's a storm starcraft 2 oh, wow i have i have a ton of little starcraft plushies i have a red dragon i have a blue dragon i have a fairy dragon i've got the little wolf pup and i have more things than any normal person should. Get up and good to go. <laughs> oh, I, I spent $500 on a Jim Rayner statue. No, you did. Because it's something that I wanted. You got the and it's I got the statue, and it was actually an anniversary gift for my fiance. And there was like no hesitation, $500. I'm like, I'm going to oh buy it. God. And I bought it for oh him. Oh, God. Oh. What a lucky Well, lucky. there you go. Obligations. And, and so this is another thing uh, I want to talk to you guys about in terms of these obligations. What is a game? Have you had a game where. You bought it, you played it, and you just, or maybe you rented it, it doesn't matter. You, you played it, and you were just like, God, I really want to like this game, and I just don't. I just don't. Like, you feel the obligation of, like, this is an Animal Crossing game, I should like it. Or, um, everyone tells me this is good, and it's just not jamming with me. We already know uh, Sandy's answer, right? She's like, I'm, I mean, I only play games I love, otherwise I don't play <laughs> <laughs> Sandy's taking the non-participation uh, <laughs> But if, I think uh, If I don't know them I don't, No, I mean yeah, no, but I, I think a brand uh, that I love But I'm willing to play other games If they're interesting enough L.A. Noir was one of those games Where not that many people picked yeah. it up Not that many people really enjoyed it But I thought it was a beautiful game I really, really liked it And L.A. Noir is one of those Games that I would probably play a game in uh, play again and recommend people to do the same thing. Pick it up, buy it, play it. I mean, I know I, I get tickled a little bit by what you say, Ryan, because I I know what you're gonna say. I know you're gonna mention Destiny because <laughs> I've been the one trying to drag you in, and I've been the one. I remember that conversation we had, Ryan and I. People are new to the show, used to work together, and remember that um, lunch break conversation we had with his brother, where I was really, really selling Destiny really well. Um, I think it was probably after one of the DLCs came out back in like a year ago. Because uh, I remember we did the, the first day of streaming together, which was really fun. and had a really good happy ending. I think I got a Galahorn at the end with the, pre- with the treasure nice. chest from the Prison of Elders when he first came out. First day we did a reveal stream of the first mission. 
uh, got you guys to a proper level to do the Prison of Elders activity, and it was really fun. And uh, and I thought from this day on that you would keep on playing, but you know, it's a game where once again the grind was kind of like shaky. The system wasn't really well done. You know, they only fixed it in September with the Taken King, but. Uh, I kind of feel the same now that you mentioned, you know, and I know you mentioned Destiny, like, stop me if I'm wrong, but I feel the same with The Division now. That's um, fair. I've been, pushed, I've been pushed by my friends to come and play and be level 30, but if they're, if they're not on and telling me to come play, I'm not going to come and play. Yeah. And it's it's weird. Um, well, also, I mean, it depends. You know, we'll have to look at April 12th. They have, we'll also try to talk about squeeze that in in the show next week, maybe. Um, or the, the, we'll see. But the... Um the 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 next update uh is gonna bring up a more more end game content which is you know much appreciated at this point um it's also me not willing to repeat the story missions um and 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 it's funny me playing 600 hours in destiny is probably why i'm giving less chances to the division because there's a lot of mechanics that i find there that are not new to me because my brain is trained and has been on destiny and their weekly and their dailies and their you know, and their builds and yada, 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 um, where therefore I have less of energy for the, for the division itself. Like, and to be fair, I have given Destiny 20 hours, which is many more hours oh, yeah. than I have given most games, yeah. but there is something about that yeah. game as I play it. I'm like, mm-hmm. God, like shooting is fun, but like, I don't know. There's something about it that feels really hollow to me in a way that the division, the division is almost like, naturally hollow and so it kind of bugs me less and i just want these like i don't know if i want the planets to feel more alive i don't know what it is i i want to play with you i want to play games with you yeah no but it's fair and it's only and it's only it only hurts everybody when you have someone that feels you know we all feel that it gets dragged in you know when we play that that kind of game and you come in and you don't really want to play it um to that extent though now that i think about it and to jump back on uh, sandy's point and sandy's love for animal crossing there's one franchise that i no matter what the critique no matter what my friends will say no matter what's on the table no matter how pricey it could be um i will always buy fifa every year mm. that's my thing. That's your thing and it doesn't matter if pro evolution soccer gets better i don't care I will I will keep on playing FIFA because that's my jam. It's my baby, and it's the one that I always love coming and seeing coming out in September and giving it a shot and and seeing kind of like pressing the reset button on the skills because all the mechanics are kind of different and you have to pretty much learn a new game. Um, yeah, that's that's my jam. That's the that's the one. You know, the other. Do you guys feel obligated to get a collector's edition those days? I used to. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We found an obligation. <laughs> like super far away from the mic, and I just keep up real slowly. You know, it's, <laughs> although I'm, like, I'm gonna call Sandy out because yeah. I will bet, I will bet that maybe not uh, obligation to a franchise, maybe obligation to a relationship. Tell me about you own Street Fighter Five, which many people say solid, really great mechanics in a fighting game, but it is. I was blown away to find out I can't verse the CPU. I can't have a versus match against the computer in the game. It is such <laughs> a, like, I came from Mortal Kombat, which has so much to do and so many options. And Smash Brothers, same thing, that when I got into Street Fighter, I was like, this is it. It's, story mode for these characters is three or four fights. 
and it's all just like illustrations not not really any cut scenes and voice acting and it's either that or verse somebody online and you own this game you are going to tournaments for it and you have a fight stick is there yes, any of that that's I do. <laughs> obligation i mean <laughs> truly if your fiance is doing something like this you want to feel a part of it there's not it, it's not really him it was i like going to tournaments I, i've always liked esports i've when i went to ti and when i went to the uh the international and i went to a lot of dota tournaments by myself i went to a lot of starcraft tournaments by myself I like being there. I like seeing all the things. And I also, the thing that I do that actually pisses him off is last year at the International, I was spending so much money on the compendium <laughs> just trying to unlock things and figure oh, things no. out. And he's like, there's no way that you're going, you don't even play the game. There's no way that you, someone that does not play the game will spend more money in this thing than I, than I will. And I'm like, but I want all this stuff that other people can't yeah. have. So that's how that happened. Uh, the Street Fighter Five, we own it on the PC, we own it on the PlayStation, and we're getting a third copy. For what? Well. Uh, we're getting the digital version for the PS4, and we bought the Street Fighter Five Collector's Edition. He really wanted the Ryu statue. I like the art books, so that's where that works out. But. He'll also buy his own collector's edition of World of Warcraft, and I have my own collector's edition for World of Warcraft. And the same thing with StarCraft. He's got a version, and I've got my own version. And the arcade stick, the reason why we bought it is because I got so mad that I couldn't do the moves, the half circles, with the gamepad. Mm. I was, I'm like, I can't do this. I need a stick. I was like, I need to figure this out, and I can't do this with my thumbs. I need to do this the right way. And I went, and I went to Video Games New York. I got an arcade stick, and then we got an, a second arcade stick because we both can't have the same one. I wanted to have my own. He had one. We, we share things sometimes. I was like, no, I need to have my own. And now we're getting a third arcade stick because he really likes the one I got. <laughs> and he wants one of also. Of course. Why so not? <laughs> we're getting another arcade stick as well. And it's... I guess it's the competitive nature or wanting to play the game the way it's meant to be played. Like, this game is meant to be played in with an arcade stick. I remember as a child playing Street Fighter in a laundromat, in a cabinet, with an arcade, and that's what I'm used to. And trying to do it with something different just doesn't work. Like, playing Smash Brothers on the Wii U, you try to play with a gamepad... It feels really weird. It's kind of wide. You get to look at it, but it's not the same thing. But then you buy the controller mm. for the, the GameCube that they redid and they sold it again. And, and you're like, all right, now I'm complete. Now I can play oh, this game I own it. properly I own it in, with in the, the stupid controller. Adapters, yep. Yeah, I don't... For, for That's the thing on me, like, where Collector's Edition are a push for me. It's another... It's a next step. Like, I decided to buy a game and, and my adult responsible part of the brain is like okay you can have it but don't take the collector's edition it's not worth it don't do it don't do it and it it will depend i i don't say i never i, ne I mean I, did i ever i don't I, I didn't ever buy a collector's edition of anything wow. that's pretty good i even bought the collector's was, edition of destiny with the gold pass and everything on day one yeah 
was like, oh, uh, I bought no. The only thing collector's edition that I bought, I sold it already, was the Halo Five Xbox One collector's edition. Oh yeah, so you did do that. Um, I you did know, do that, and it was it was it was pricey. It was five hundred dollars, and I sold the console. I sold the game. I still have the little goodies that were in it. You know, the 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 case that has all the it had all stuff. The, yeah, all the the rec packs and everything, obviously, to put into the game. But he had that. I still have to mount it. That. Three um, D metal, three D printed oh, statue um, guy. Yeah, I know what you're statue. I st- but it's so like you need utensils to you need tools to build that shit. So I need to I need to get into it. It's still on my desk over there. But it would be really sick on my desk if I if I can finish. You it. know, it's funny that you mention Halo because I'll tell you my biggest obligation story is not actually Destiny. It's Halo, and it's funny to see that you kind of felt it too. Yeah. I bought I have bought every Halo on launch day. Mm-hmm. Until recently, I had never beaten a single Halo, and I traded them all in uh, a month or so later. It was just something that ev- it, I was hyped up every time. I kind of enjoyed the first level or whatever, and then I was like, ah, you know, all right, like, I get it. He jumps really high. And maybe this is. Now that I'm seeing this, really <laughs> and now that I'm seeing this with <laughs> Destiny too, right? Maybe this is a bungee thing for me, where ultimately yeah. I I'm I feel like the experience is hollow, and it was only after um, last holiday season when Master Chief Collection came out, and I was playing all the Halos as remastered as they could possibly be at 60 frames a second. 1080p is 60 frames a second. You don't know about 1080p. Crystal clear. 60 frames a second. I'm losing my mind. Um, and I played them all in a row that not only did I really enjoy them, but I appreciated them as a body of work from Bungie. And I appreciated the story of how games had evolved and game design has changed. So I was appreciating these games in a completely different way that was less commercial and almost more as a preservationist or, or a history lesson in games. And in that way, I played them all, loved them. Bought Halo 5, played it, beat it immediately. I am now a Halo fan. I've kind of got my head around the lore and the story and stuff that I never bothered to do before. Maybe that's going to be the case of, you know, when Destiny 2 comes out, I'm going to be able to look back and say, you know what, the entirety of this is actually a really impressive thing. And sometimes it just takes Bungie reaching a critical mass of content for me to look at it in an appreciate it in a different way but i've felt obligated with every single one of those and then i've always given up 
only until recently. But I'd see. I think that's how uh, that's how we define ourselves as humans, right? There are stuff in those two games that we can. There, there's stuff that those games will provide rationally and irrationally and if you look at those two then we can define your personality around games and those two we can find similarities in what they don't provide for you to enjoy a game you know they don't provide a strong enough lore they don't provide a strong enough strong enough variety in the activities that you play yeah It's interesting how, how it gets built up. We all, we all react differently towards it, right? All right. Well, I think that does it for this uh, edition. How do you guys feel about this week? Are you, are you feeling it? I mean, this week was pretty great. Was Recording on a Sunday. I really felt great. We had some great talks. It was Me too. awesome. I really liked it. Trying to convince yourself or you want to? <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week. We will be back next week. Follow us at Pixelcast. Go to pixelsweekly.com. Do all the good stuff. Please rate us and review us. All the good things. <laughs> all the good things. And until next time. Aloha. Au revoir. And we'll see you next week.